When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Good morning. Welcome to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we're super excited to have you here with us. We're kicking things off. Uh, we're heading back to my home state for a conversation we had yesterday. We loved so much. We're going to share with you again in about 15 minutes. Uh, my home state is offering a million dollars to those who get vaccinated, uh, that's a big, big number, and they're offering it to five different people. Find out where this is happening, and if it could come to your state next, I think there's a good possibility that could happen. Also, Laverne Cox, uh, she's had a bit of a roller coaster week, highs and lows with Universal Studios and Universal uh, NBC Universal altogether. You know, on one hand, she gets announced uh, she's got a major new gig starting next year, but then on the other hand, uh, there's just, apparently um, they used a male actor to dub her voice in some international projects that she did. Uh, is that problematic? Uh, what do you think, Michaela? Michaela? Oh, wait. Also, Michaela's still in bed, y'all. I don't know where she is right now. She has, <laughs> she has not shown up for work just yet. We work insane hours. Uh, we can't get a hold of her. But, uh, oh, she's, is she taking a nap, Justin? Just a little nappy Just poo. sleeping in a little bit. She works really, really hard. Let's be honest. She needs her beauty sleep. She, I mean, she, it looks, it, she has to look that good. She's been looking a little ragged lately, so I understand. I haven't gotten, I haven't worn anything other than athleisure wear for a solid 14 months, so I can totally relate. Um, but yeah, we don't know where she is just yet. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. I walked in this morning, and uh, here at Channel Q, we're part of the Odyssey family, right? We're part of the what we call the Los Angeles cluster. So all of our counterparts are in this building. We're talking K Rock, Amp, K Earth, the Waves, some iconic brands, all here, part of the Odyssey family. And uh, one of our counterparts over at K-Earth, uh, I walked in this morning and, and I was running late. I overslept this morning. And she goes, honey, for the first time in 20 years, I overslept too. So there must be something in the air. I don't know. Is Mercury in retrograde? Did we look? Can we look that up, Justin? I'll look that up. Uh, can we find an excuse for Michaela? Something from the stars, perhaps, would be really nice because, you know, I got I got a cover for my girl right now. Uh, but regardless, is it? May 29th. Oh, gosh. she's Well, you know what? She's always been she's a trendsetter. A, she's always early. She's always yeah. a little bit early. That's definitely well, actually, not true. She's, never, she's yeah, always late. <laughs> no worries, though. We're going to have a great show. We also have a game planned a little bit later on in the show. Super excited about that. Not sure how that's going to go. Well, if we have find a second player, I mean, maybe yeah. we can grab someone from Amp we can or roam the Well, someone. there's this guy who's been cleaning like, oh. feverishly for the last like few months, uh, keeping us safe from COVID. Uh, maybe we can just see if he can pop in the studio and uh, play well, a game with us. We're both fully vaxxed. We can bring him in. <laughs> Sure, why, why not? not? Why not? Also, we had a conversation yesterday with a, a good friend of mine, Elizabeth Wagmeister of Variety Magazine. She had an exclusive sit-down interview with Colton Underwood. Uh, he's the former bachelor who came out as gay uh, on Good Morning America last month with Robin Roberts. A lot of mixed emotions, uh, a lot of high intense intensity emotions within our own community uh, based on his coming out story. People are having heavy reactions to it. Uh, and she's actually going to join us a little bit later on uh, in the next hour, actually, uh, to give us 
her take on Colton Underwood and his whole coming out process. Uh, but right now, it is time for news on the beat. So let's just do it, shall we? Let's do it. Are you going to cover my weather for me, Justin? Yeah, I put think your, I can do put that. Your, put your weather girl hat on. Why oh. did this, that was sexist to me. Why did, I, why did I assume that people have to do the weather have to be women? Why did they do that? I don't know. Well, it's usually Michaela. Roker, I mean. Oh, there you go. There it is. All right, here goes. People in the U.S. are uh, who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 do not need to wear masks or practice social distancing indoors or outdoors, except in certain circumstances, according to new guidance from the CDC. This news is a game changer, and some states and businesses are already reconsidering their mask policies in response. However, experts say there's still a long road ahead for those who haven't been vaccinated, and questions remain for people with compromised immune systems or households with unvaccinated children or other members. Meanwhile, the fate of the Tokyo Olympic Games is still up in the air. A doctor's union in Japan has urged the government to cancel this summer's competitions, citing the country's low vaccination rate. Also, the uh, I'm sad about that one. I want the Olympics to happen. It's going to happen. Do you think so? Of Do you course. think they'll find a way? There's too much money involved. I feel like that that part. And I, I they said they wouldn't postpone it another year. Uh, maybe it's going to happen in the fall. I don't know. But uh, it throws a wrench in the plans of a lot of athletes, you know, ramp up to something that big. Uh, I, I think Joe Biden just needs to send all the extra vaccines to Japan. Yeah. That's what we need to do next. Well, I mean, and also to the Olympians. Oh, the oh yeah. The, the Olympians, blah, 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 them. And then to Japan. There you go. I and mean, we, we dropped two nukes on them back in the 40s. We owe them that, don't we? Let's not bring that up. Too soon? A little soon. Oh, America. How about, uh, how about some weather, Justin? Yeah, I got some weather for you. It's going to be a high of 100 degrees in Palm Springs. 73 is the high in Boston today. 64 in Chicago. 100 in Scottsdale. 59 is the high in San Francisco. Ooh, nice, cool, and cloudy. And 72 is the high in D.C. Vegas... You know, Vegas is probably one of our favorite places to go. It's You're looking at a high of 99 degrees today. Okay, so I want to tell you something about Vegas. Yeah. I miss Vegas like I miss, I don't, like, my, I probably miss Vegas more than I miss my own mother. That's where I am right now, and I want to go to Vegas very, very soon. Michaela's from there. She tells me all these iconic stories of Vegas, um, so I think I'm going to head there. I have to pay for it, though. Two lucky listeners won't have to pay for it, perhaps, uh, because we're sending someone to Vegas. All you have to do is head over to wearechannelq.com right now. You and a friend, we're going to cover round trip airfare and epic two-night stay at the brand new Resorts World Las Vegas. And while you're there, we're going to throw in two VIP passes to catch the DJ Tiesto do a set at the IU Day Club. It's all part of their grand opening, uh, Resorts World Las Vegas. It's iconic. It's gorgeous. Head over to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win. Time is running out. Here is your vibe of the day. Mindset is what separates the best from the rest. And speaking of the best, one of the best in the game, in my opinion, Laverne Cox. We're talking about her in about 30 minutes. But first, we're heading to my home state of Ohio. They're doing something really interesting to get people vaccinated. Uh, Find out what next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. In breaking news, Michaela Gordon is up out of bed. She just gave me a call <laughs> in a panic. Full hysterics ensued, and hopefully she's driving safely to work right now. Look at that. Wouldn't you know it? Oh, come on in. Come on in. Look who's here as we go live on the air with her high, messy pony and her oversized denim jacket, Michaela Gordon. How are, how are you? <laughs> Wait, is, is her mic on? It is. This Am is I on? This is live radio, y'all. She just walked in studio. I had no idea she was even coming until she just got here. How are you? Good morning, sunshine. Good. Okay, listen to me. I've worked here for three years. I've never slept in. But I got to tell you something. 
I had, God, let me roll in, roll up to the mic. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. You guys, I don't want to say that I did like drugs on the air last night, but I was like having a little anxiety. So my doctor was like, here, take this. I slept through the whole morning. <laughs> I was asleep. Listen, if it's from your doctor, it's safe. We're glad you're here. I took an antihistamine last night. I, uh, I decided to... Uh, my allergy medication. Remember, I was really struggling last, like last month. Yeah. I got an allergy medication for a month. My doctor said you might want to stay on this for the next ninety days. I've written you two refills. Go at it, right? Yeah. I did it for thirty days. I'm like, I'm better. And then I stopped last week. And this week, I've been struggling again. So I finally went and refilled my prescription yesterday. Antihistamine. I'm feeling a little bit better, but I also slept in today too. And I'll tell you, I walked. You in this, did? Oh yeah, uh-huh. I walked in this morning I love late, this view. and I was like, oh gosh. And I texted both of you this morning. Never got a response from you, which well, which I was asleep. Should have been a red flag. Sound asleep. And then I saw uh, Lisa Stanley over at K Earth. She's like, honey, I slept in today for the first time in 20 years. She did too. So yeah, I immediately did. got into the studio. Our first uh, segment this morning during news on the beat. I said, Justin. Is Mercury Mercury in retrograde? And you said, <laughs> No, we're a week early of it. <laughs> yeah. And then I said, I? Well, Michaela's a trendsetter. She's always <laughs> early. Then we said, Well, no, she's actually not. She's really late right now. <laughs> you guys, Lisa literally. Well, I, I called Lisa. You did? Oh, yeah. Oh, my Her phone God. was turned off. I said, Listen, is there a little princess coming to work today? Or is, is this the day she finally okay. said, F it, I'm out? Okay, but also, <laughs> I called you and you go, well, good morning. I don't know why Lisa thought that was the funniest thing. I'm like, I'm going to panic, Lisa. She goes, well, good morning. Well, listen, we are going to talk about Laverne Cox here, but this is too good. I think we should just stick with this for a minute. We'll get to Laverne later. Yeah, we will. Laverne okay. can wait. No, yeah, here's can the I thing. have a minute to wake up? Here's the thing. We work, first of all, if you could only see Michaela right now in this messy high bun, but also her- My eyes are barely open. Her collar on her denim jacket from her dead grandmother, Vivian Cavaricci, Real. is not even popped. It's it's tucked inwards right now. How fast? Okay, I want- Let me tell you something. Talk us through the moment you woke up and saw the 38 missed messages and calls from our producer, Justin. So I took a Xanax- because I've been getting anxiety. I took it last night. Right? This is I've true. Never, okay, you I've did, never taken one. You did say yesterday for like two years now, or yeah. every couple of years you get some anxiety. You yeah. go through a season of anxiety. So yesterday I could not breathe. I don't know what was going on. I've been having like a little anxiety. So last night I took a Xanax prescribed by my doctor. And then I was like, oh, all right. Good night, world. <laughs> Went to sleep. Then Lisa goes, before you called, Lisa goes, hey, babe, I think you're supposed to be doing your show. And I was like, what? It's Friday. And I was like, oh, my God. You remember the Home Alone moment where she realizes that she forgot her kid? Kevin! I went, oh, my God. Then I call you and you're like. Good morning. Easy, easy. Well, I knew you'd be panicked. I didn't want to add to it. And also, low-key, I could talk for four hours if I had to. I could cover the show. Okay, well, It might not be a good show, but I could do it. Well, I was having a meltdown. (laughs) So I get up, throw this jacket on, and Lisa's like, do you want coffee? It's already made. And I was like, no! (laughs) And then I go, I'll just pour it in the cup. Backtrack. How is the coffee already made? This is what I want to know. Lisa sets it on a timer. Oh. So that I... Because you would have been up by then. Of, co- of course. So she goes, do you want some coffee? And I was like, no. And then I go, well, give it for the road. So she's pouring. I'm brushing. So you have a coffee? No. I, Usually I, mean, I, drink I bring you co- a coffee. I chugged it in the car. today you didn't even bring me one. Wow. Okay, I, you had all that extra time. I, 
Listen, I'll tell you. I had no time. Xanax is trouble. That's not you don't you don't take a Xanax for the first time on a weeknight of a, of a work night. You just yeah, don't no, do it. I, t- I took like point zero five. Oh no, like a quarter of a bar. I took Xanax for the very first time years ago. You remember my ex Ryan? That's how yeah, you and I met, love. right? He was our he was our boss, and that's how we met fifteen years ago. He and I were going to Italy on a vacation, and we had to fly from L.A. to Philly. And then from Philly to like somewhere like Munich and then connect from Munich into Rome, right? And so from L.A. to Philly, before the L.A. flight, he took Xanax because he had, a, he, had a, he had an instance years ago on a plane where they almost crashed or he thought they were going to in his mind. And oh he's had God. anxiety about flying ever since. It's a big so, deal. Yeah, so he has to take Xanax to get on a plane. He's like, here, take this. You'll be fine. I'm like, what, what is this? He's like, you'll sleep. We need to get our sleep before we get to Rome so we can hit the ground running. I'm like, okay, great. Never done it before take my very first Xanax. So I sleep the entire way to Philly. I'm so groggy. I have to lug through the airport, get to, we made sure we got to our gate. We sat down at our gate, our flight from Philly to Rome or from Philly to Munich. And all of a sudden I wake up out of a, like a dead sleep, right? Both of us out. I'm drooling all over myself and all over my shirt. <laughs> and I'm lying on my backpack at the terminal waiting to get on the plane. And we wake up to them yelling, Last call, last call, passengers, my name and his name. And they just kept saying our names over and over again. Oh my That's God. what I woke up to. Ryan goes, our flight. He gets up, runs. He's like, come on. He grabs his bag. He runs to the gate. And mind you, once they close that door, they don't let you back. And this is a flight to Italy. That was paid for by a really wealthy friend of ours. We went on a, a group of a trip with like 20 gays, right? Yeah. I go to stand up. My right leg is dead asleep. I fall down. Oh my god. On the person sitting next to me. I take my other leg to push up. That one's also asleep. I fall to the ground completely. I can't even stand up. He's at the gate by this point looking around like um my boyfriend's with me. I have no idea where he is. He's looking, he can't see me cuz I'm lying on the ground cuz I can't stand up cuz both my legs are asleep from Xanax. And they he got them to hold the door, dragged me to the door, Listen. sat me down on the plane and I slept all the way to Munich. So Listen, I get it. I get it. Xanax is a drug, honey. <laughs> hey, I have you. more. I have more anxiety being on Xanax <laughs> than I did without it. Congratulations, it worked. Oh, what worked? You got the your Xanax. sleep. You got your sleep. Listen, look, I'm terrified now. You look great. Let's Thank play her some music on the way out. What, so what music do we have for her that oh, might be appropriate? Oh, got... I might fall asleep again. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the morning beat. It's time for our first round of what's popping of the morning. This one's sort of iconic. I'm I'm pretty excited about this. I'm a fan of Elle Woods, uh, and apparently she and her counterparts are about to get a lot more queer. Michaela, what do you have for us? Okay, so this is so funny because I just watched Legally Blonde uh, two nights ago, and I'm obsessed. She was 25 years old when she made that movie. Reese Witherspoon? Yes. Wow. If you can even stand it. So uh, Legally Blonde is doing an all-LGBTQ live read part uh, for Pride, and I think that this is amazing. Now, the event includes a virtual live read of Legally Blonde, Featuring an all-queer and trans cast, the fundraiser that they're doing this for uh, comes as the film starring Reese Witherspoon celebrates its 20th anniversary on the heels of the success of the all-trans live read of Broke Brack Mountain, which is also coming in October. So they're taking these like really iconic films and having live reads with LGBTQ people, and I just love it. I think it's going to be great. Now, the event uh, will kick off uh, June 4th to the 7th. 
And uh, it aims to kick off Pride Month, showcasing six feature films along with a short film program co-presented with Vimeo and LGBTQ-focused uh, panels and special events. And I think it's so cute. Let's just take a moment to talk about how old we feel right now. Iconic films of our past, like Legally Blonde oh and Brokeback God, Mountain. It doesn't feel like 20 years ago. Well, listen, I watched Legally Blonde two nights ago, and she was so cute, Reese Witherspoon. I said, how old is she? 25. That's just wild. That's so she cool. She was only 25. She blew up really, really young. Remember she did Election, Legally Blonde, all in that era, and she was, She was you know, 14 when she started. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So she was a veteran by then, a pro. Yeah. It's weird because I remember I used to think, oh, there it is. I love this. I love it. I used to think, oh, God, old people are so weird. And I used to think old people meant like 30s and 40s, right? And I always wonder how they're like, back in our time, I'm like, oh, please. What are you talking about, the 80s? Now, I'm that old person. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm, It's okay, don't worry. I am too. You're young. I am too. Well, uh, so is Reese Witherspoon. She's no young chicken, but we love her, and I love this because I think you that call her young like, chicken. Yeah, is it spring chicken? Yeah, you're so close, so close. It's always just one this word is, away. This really, truly is a perfect day. I love this version of Michaela. I'm, She's been awake for nine <laughs> minutes. We've already done two segments. We love this for me. All right. Well, coming up, uh, we have a really interesting uh, guest on Elizabeth Wagmeister. Uh, was in charge of the interview with Colton Underwood, where he discusses uh, the controversy around him coming out. She discusses what she thinks and how it's going. Uh, She is a writer for Variety. Coming up next. Uh, Yesterday, we had a fantastic conversation with a good friend of mine, an old colleague of mine from my days at Fox 11, uh, Good Day LA here in Southern California, Elizabeth Wagmeister. She's a head writer uh, and correspondent for Variety. Uh, She's broken really, really big stories over the years, and she just recently got to do a sit-down exclusive interview with Colton Underwood. Uh, He came out last month to Robin Roberts on Good Morning America. It really divided our community. You know, the, the white cisness of it all, getting the, the reality show on Netflix. There's a lot yeah. of layers to this. Uh, but he's, he made some revelations to her in this blockbuster interview. Uh, and she's actually joining us in 15 minutes to to share what that experience was like and what her takeaways are. Um, might change some hearts uh, for those judging Colton Underwood. Uh, so that conversation's coming up. We're going to share it again with you here in about 13 minutes. So stick around for that. If you missed it yesterday, it's really, really fantastic. Uh, so I highly recommend you stick around. I'm very proud of this interview. Um, right now, it is time for some news on the beat. Michaela Gordon, what do you have for us? All right, babe. Well, people in the U.S. who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 do not need to wear masks or practice social distancing indoors or outdoors, except in certain circumstances. According to new guidance from the CDC, this news is a game changer and some states and businesses are already reconsidering their mask policies in response. However, experts say there's still a long road ahead for those who haven't been vaccinated and questions remain for people with compromised immune systems or households with unvaccinated children or other members. Meanwhile, the fate of the Tokyo Olympic Games is still in the air. A doctor's union in Japan has urged the government to cancel this summit's competitions, citing the country's low vaccination rate. Listen, the mask guidelines are a little bit confusing. We've got uh, Dr. James for What the Health at uh, 820 Pacific, 1120 Eastern to kind of clear up some of the confusion because while Joe Biden and the CDC have now taken their masks off, it really depends on the states and the local governments right now. And also companies like Target, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, if they're still asking you to wear a mask, you still have to. I went to the gym yesterday and did some stretching because my back's been bothering me and I thought I'd sit in the steam room because they're open again, right? 
supposed to be a capacity of two people. Well, I'm sitting in there, and I walk in there, and there's there's two guys in there. And I was kind of like, eh. They're like, it's okay, we're fine. We're fully vaccinated. I'm like, okay, sure. He's like, bro, if you keep that mask on, you're going to die, though. Because I had my mask on. And I was like, eh, that's an ironic thing oh, to say. God. Like, I think the mask is the thing that's actually keeping us. But yeah. I'm also fully vaccinated, so I was like, eh, I'll see him for a couple of minutes. But it's a mixed bag. Nobody really knows we're in a gray area right now. And people yeah. are kind of confused by the guy. I was like, do we take our mask off and go everywhere? No, yeah, not, it's not tough. quite yet. I know, I know. I went to the gas station yesterday, and this guy had his mask off, and I was like, I guess this is who we are. I, yeah. I don't know. All right, well, uh, in other news, uh, the Biden administration is looking to identify vulnerable migrant families in Mexico and admit them to the U.S. instead of expelling them under a Trump-era border policy known as Title 42. The policy was enacted at the start of the pandemic, and critics say it puts migrants and asylum seekers in harm's way, exposing them to potentially dangerous conditions in Mexico. Because of Title 42, many migrant families have opted to separate from their children since the rule does not apply to minors. Two large emergency intake sites in Texas that have sheltered unaccompanied children during this year's influx of arrivals will close by early June, marking some of the first closures as the number of kids in border facilities drops. You know what's really interesting to me is that Americans view Mexico as a vacation destination, right? We go that, but millions of Americans go there every single year uh, to go to Cancun or Cabo or Puerto Vallarta, right? And now their, their COVID numbers are so high. Yet when we reverse it, we only view them as like murders and rape, murders and rapists, as Donald Trump would say, you know, and we don't want them coming into our country yet. We want to go use their beaches and their resources and like live our best lives because we love we're looking to get married there. Yeah. My partner and I, it's a yeah. gorgeous country. Um, so so something needs to be figured out in immigration. I know it's tricky, but they got to get it right. A thousand percent. All right, let's do a little weather. It's going to be a high of 70 in L.A. today, 99 in Vegas, 100 in Palm Springs, 82 in Houston, 72 in Kansas City, and 82 in Miami. Now give us a vibe of the day. 99 in Vegas. First, I'm going to tell you about a really cool opportunity. Head over to wearechannelq.com right now for a chance to win round-trip airfare for two and an epic two-night stay at the brand-new Resorts World Las Vegas. While we're at it, we're going to throw in two VIP passes to catch DJ Tiesto's set at the IU Day Club. It's all part of the grand opening of Resorts World Las Vegas. It's iconic. Go check it out online. While you're there, head over to wearechannelq.com and enter. You're running out of time to win these tickets. So do it now. Here's your vibe of the day. Mindset is what separates the best from the rest. Absolutely. Just have a good mindset. All right, well, coming up, uh, we're really excited because uh, the writer of the Variety piece, where Colton Underwood speaks about, uh, you know, his controversial coming out, Elizabeth Wagmeister joins us next to talk about talking with Colton and what she thinks next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Speaking of stronger... Uh, do we think the last year has made Ellen DeGeneres stronger? Uh, what are the details? Yeah, listen, it's crazy because Ellen DeGeneres announced yesterday that the upcoming 19th season of her once-hit daytime t- talk show will be her last, claiming the show is just not challenging anymore. Uh, however, she's also discussing how it was a, a toxic environment for her. She feels like it was very misogynistic. Take a listen. If it was why I was quitting, I would have not come back this year. I really did think about not coming back because it, it did, um, you know, I mean, it was devastating. I am a kind person. I am a person who likes to make people happy. I just kept saying to, to Portia, I was like, if, if I was a fan of somebody and even if I loved them, I would think, 
there must be some truth to it because it's not stopping. So that was her interview with Savannah Guthrie <clears throat> from the Today Show. And she's addressing the rumors of the scandal last year that included allegations of a toxic workplace, bullying and harassment. And she's saying, listen, if that was why I was quitting, I would have just not come back. Now, that does make sense. Um, <clears throat> and then Savannah Guthrie said, did you feel like, did you ever feel that? Did you ever feel like the attack <clears throat> that they are claiming that you did was real? Or do you think it was more calculated to get you out of there? And she answers, take a listen. I mean, I really didn't understand it. I still don't understand it. It was too orchestrated. It was too coordinated. And, you know, people get picked on, but for four months straight for me, and then for, you know, for me to read in the press about a toxic work environment when, when all I've ever heard from every guest that comes on the show is what a happy atmosphere this is and how what a happy place it is that's not true though i will say i will say that i know people celebrities that are friends of mine that have gone into the show and they were not treated well so celebrities came out and said they treated them poorly as well we talked about that when this was all breaking and here's the thing when you're at that level you're so disconnected from reality in some ways and for her to still be like i still don't get it i still don't i don't agree with it i don't understand well it's kind of like if people are telling you if somebody tells you uh you're offending me or I find that comment to be misogynistic or sexist or racist or whatever, you got to listen at some point. Yeah, and it actually makes me upset that she said, uh, I have to say if nobody else was saying it, it was really interesting because I'm a woman and it did feel very misogynistic. They weren't men coming after her. They were people that were Mm -hmm. coming after her, her own guests. And I don't like that she's manipulating the situation because she's a woman. Well, when you're that successful too... Uh, nobody's going to bring it to your attention. Nobody's going to tell you, hey, that wasn't fun because you're successful and powerful. I don't care if she's a man or woman or if she's a, you know, whatever she is. Uh, it doesn't matter. She's in a position of power. And, and that's one of the places. If you're doing press, if you've got a film coming out, a book, like something you want to promote, there are a handful of places you can go nowadays where you know you're going to get millions of viewers. Yeah. The Ellen Show is one of them. Uh, so for the sake of their own gigs and their own livelihood... Of course nobody's going to speak up. Yeah. I've heard so many horrible things about the environment on her show. And I've heard it for and about, years. And about her, <clears throat> about her in particular. Um, and so, I mean, Dakota Johnson was a perfect example yeah. of, of a guest who was on their show that says that it was not a good experience for her. Who was the one uh, who was on her show? It was a member of our community. This last year we were talking about. Uh, oh, she's a YouTuber, a makeup artist. Yes. Um, and she was trans, saying. Trans. Uh, and she said that. She made her use the bathroom. Yes. Uh, yeah. The wrong bathroom or yeah. something. Yeah. That so, was I crazy. Mean, a lot of well, really. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't sympathize with Ellen. I. I've known for a long time those rumors, and I don't think it's misogynistic, and I don't like that she's blaming it on that. However, no one wants to be bullied. Oh, who is it? Oh, Nikki yes. The Jaeger. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki. She okay. just goes by Nikki. Okay. And Nikki. She yeah. uh, is a makeup artist. Yeah, she's great. Uh, all right. Well, coming up in what the health, Dr. James joins us to talk about the end of masks for fully vaxxed people and what that looks like coming up. You're listening to The Morning Beat coming up this hour. We've got Dr. James joining us once again for What the Health, a major announcement from the CDC and from the Oval Office yesterday as President Biden and Kamala Harris took off their masks and told us we could all do the same if we are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, two weeks out after our final vaccine. Also, uh, that goes for indoor and outdoor settings, everything except for large, large, large gatherings indoors. We're now safe to take our mask off. But what does that mean? Because uh, we, we walk outside and people are still wearing their masks. You still have to yeah. wear them to go to the store. You still have to wear them if you get on a plane. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to explain exactly where we are 
in the pandemic mask wearing process. Dr. James is going to clarify things for us in just about 12 minutes. He's really great at sort of breaking down complicated issues and making them more simple for our little, little brains, Michaela. Our little tiny brains. Don't no, don't you I was a test. Don't accept that. You're smart. I'm not. You're so wise. But I am still confused about the masks. Exactly, right? So, so that's why just, Dr. James is joining help. us. We, we need a little help. We think a lot of our listeners might be feeling the same. So uh here we are. Um <laughs> right now though, there's no confusion about this guy. I'm in love with him. I fell in love with him during this election cycle over on MSNBC. <clears throat> uh big news for Steve Kornacki. What's going on? What's uh what's going on in news on the beat? Okay, so for years, MSNBC political correspondent Steve Kornacki has uh engendered fans for his deep knowledge of electoral um, uh, sports facts and as well as his humble wardrobe of gap khakis and dress shirts. People love it. Now his nerdy charm will play to even bigger audiences. Kronacki has secured a new multi-million dollar four-year contract that will employ him across NBC Sports and its entertainment division in addition to NBC News where he will be a mainstay of MSNBC's political coverage. The LA Times reports now as part of the deal the gay sports fan will become a regular analyst for NBC's football night in America often uh, offer halftime commentary during Sunday night football and provide coverage during the Super Bowl, Olympics and major horse racing events. Kornacki will also develop, produce and host a forthcoming game show for Peacock, NBC's streaming service. Listen, I love this guy. I love him too. There's more to say. Kornacki will also continue the political and election coverage for MSNBC that first brought him adoration. Some television viewers first became familiar with the Boston native during his round-the-clock coverage of the 2020 presidential election, where he wore the same rumpled clothes for days. The battered tie that he donned during the broadcast held together by Staples may now be inducted into the Smithsonian. Kornacki even became a sex symbol to many and made people's list of the sexiest men alive. He said, I'm flattered, but I do find it inexplicable. <laughs> of course I you would say that. I love him. I, I, not very often do I just fall head over heels. Like, not even love. It's not even an attraction thing. Right. But he is sexy. He's just adorable. But because he's adorable, because he's a nerd. And he just loves figures and numbers and statistics and, and the way he could just throw knowledge out there. And to watch this poor disheveled man make it through this wild election uh, was, was something to behold. I'm usually a CNN guy. I'm going to tell you. I snuck over to MSNBC a few times because of Steve Kornacki. For Steve! Now they're paying him for it. And also to break down sports, they're not going to know what to do with this guy. Also He's when just I, so likable. Also, when I say Steve, I think of our... Um uh, program director's, program director's husband. husband, Steve. There's a running joke on our what show. What people don't know about Steve, <laughs> Steve Holt. Is that his last name? Would that no, be his last name? No, it's not Steve Holt. You don't know his last name? Well, I know Brian Holt's last name. What's Steve's last name? So our program director's husband is named Steve. I've still yet to meet the guy. We've been in the pandemic oh, since he's I've lived lovely. here. But we hear how wonderful he is. The I running joke is, he has a good sense of humor. He likes our... He has our sense of humor. Our very dark sense of humor. So mm-hmm. sometimes we'll do a promo that we record for our show to to encourage you to come listen on the next day, right? You hear them throughout the day on, on our on Channel Q. If we really think we nail one or we think it's very, very, very inappropriate, the running joke in the room is, send it to Steve. Send it to Steve. Steve will love it. He'll yeah. sign off on it. He has no authority here whatsoever, Steve by the way. Steve has all but... the authority on it, honestly. <laughs> I know Steve. I've met Steve, and Steve is a big fan of us, and we're a big fan of Steve. And that's what yeah. I think of, not Kornacki. He could be the only reason Steve we still Holt. have jobs here. What is Steve's last name? We don't need to give out Steve's last name live on the air. All right. Well, just Steve, you know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Loki, my dad and stepdad are both named Steve. I know. That's so weird and amazing. And my mom and stepmom are both named Kathy. That's so weird. Just in case you missed that at some point. So weird. (laughs) 
and amazing <laughs> and incredible. But that is not that Steve is not my dad. Maybe he is. He's Brian's dad. Oh my god! But he's not my dad. What if Brian's husband was your father? Okay, wow, that would be a plot twist. Is that wild? Just think about that. I'm gonna do the weather. It's gonna be a high. Of 82 in Miami, 61 in San Francisco, 100 in Phoenix, 61 in Buffalo, 66 in Cleveland, 100 in Cathedral City. Oh, it's going to be nice. Now give us a vibe of the day. Mindset is what separates the best from the rest. Now this will put you in a, a solid mindset. A little bit of Vegas sun, maybe a pool, some Ooh. dancing. Who knows? Well, guess what? We have an opportunity for you to get all of that for free. Channel Q wants to send you and a friend to Las Vegas. We're covering round-trip airfare for two, an epic two-night stay at the Resorts World. Las Vegas It's a brand-new resort. And while you're there, because this is how we roll at Channel Q, we're going to throw in two VIP passes to catch DJ Tiesto set at the brand-new IU Day Club at Resorts World Las Vegas. Michaela's hometown. Oh, She'll yeah, probably baby. be there in a bikini. That's a bonus right there. That is. And then AJ will also be in his swimwear standing oh. next to me also, enjoying. Also in a bikini. Yeah. More likely than not. Uh, head over to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to enter and win. You're running out of time. Do it, do it, do it. All right. Well, coming up in What the Health, Dr. James joins us on the end of masks for fully vaxxed, fully vaxxed people. But what does that mean? We discuss next. Just yesterday, the CDC made a major announcement uh, followed up by uh, the president of the United States and the vice president, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, taking their mask off. Now, the CDC has said uh, that as things stand here in the United States uh, with this COVID-19 pandemic, that we can now take our mask off, not just outdoors, but also indoors Mm -hmm. uh, in any situation other than very large gatherings if we are fully vaccinated, meaning you've either had one shot of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine or two shots of Pfizer and Moderna and have been vaccinated for two weeks. This is a big deal. Yet you go to the store, you go to the gym, everybody's still wearing their masks. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, Dr. James Simmons is here for What the Health uh, to explain. Dr. James, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Good morning, of course. Happy to be here. It feels like one of those moments where we want to jump up and down and cheer for joy and to scream in ecstasy that we finally have turned a corner, yet you step out of your home and you go into any local business and things seem very much the same as they were the day before. Where do we stand? What exactly does this mean? Yeah, this is this is both exciting and really confusing and confounding to a lot of people. So I, I think we still need to be excited about this. This is great, right? This is one of those announcements that we've all been waiting for since the beginning of this pandemic. And so what's happening is, as you said, those who are fully vaccinated, so two weeks after either your one jab of the Johnson & Johnson or your second dose of the Moderna or Pfizer, the CDC is now saying you do not have to wear a mask. You're safe to not wear a mask. And by safe, we mean you are at very, very, very low risk of contracting COVID-19 or spreading it to someone else if you have it. So you don't have to wear a mask for um, outdoor activities and indoor activities, except subject to local guidelines. And I think that's the thing that's most important. So in places that have been really, really, really hard hit, but are doing well now and being very cautious, like New York City, like L.A. County, like some other parts of the country, San Francisco, local ordinances still dominate. And, of course, private businesses <clears throat> excuse me, can still do what, what they want to do. So I think why that's important is because part of the reason why L.A. County went from worst to first in the country is because of things like really, really restrictive masking. And so L.A. County is being very, very slow about reopening and making sure that we don't slide backwards. And I think that's important. So 
what I think these guidelines are saying and what you can kind of take away from this is that go to that backyard barbecue, go to your friend's place. If everyone's vaccinated, you get to sort of act like pre-pandemic. But if you're still in businesses, you probably are still going to have to wear a mask, know the local ordinances, and there's definitely still some restrictions going on with travel. Yeah, that makes sense. I um, I went to the gas station yesterday and this guy had his mask off and I feel like everybody was looking at him like, what are you doing? Like, that's it's crazy to now see people without masks. Uh, But it is important to follow uh, to follow protocol. I will say, though, people are still taking drastic measures to stay safe, although businesses are opening and uh, companies are opening, allowing their employees to come back. They're still taking major precautions, even though people are vaccinated. Do you think that we're going to see more of that? Or are people going to be able to start loosening up when it comes to work environment? I, I think we're going to see some restrictions for quite a while or people acting in a particular way, I should say, for a while, because this was traumatic, right? We all just went through this literally global collective trauma uh, of this pandemic, and it's still going on in many, many parts of the world. I think a lot of people are reticent to let go of that. You know, a lot of people have been talking about how they, they also didn't get a cold. You know, our flu numbers were historically low this past. There really wasn't even a flu season. Lots of people have like, wow, I actually feel great. I feel safe. I feel protected in this mask. And it still is really important to a lot of people to signal, right or wrong, to signal to others that they are still in the fight with everyone, that we're still a part of the community. I mean, we, you know, even though we have historically low numbers right now in terms of COVID cases, they're still happening in some, in some places here in California and in other parts of the country where other people are listening right now, COVID cases are actually not doing very well, right? Cases are going up. So I think it's important that, that this needs to be understood by everyone listening as Probably, and this is just my opinion, this is James Simmons's opinion, this was really part of the incentive for this last push of people who don't want to get vaccinated to encourage them to get vaccinated. Yeah. To say, hey, if you go out and get that vaccine, guess what you can do? Take your mask off. Or yeah. if you live in Ohio, you could win a million dollars. They're giving, doing a giveaway every every week for the next five weeks. The governor is giving a million dollars uh, to somebody who has been fully vaccinated or at least had one shot, I believe. Um, this is interesting that you bring this up because you talk about the historic low numbers and, and influenza and, and the cold this past season. And pre-pandemic, I remember personally, I used to travel a lot. We went to Thailand and went to Indonesia. And a lot of Asian people tend to, international travelers, wear masks anyways. And they have for years. I've always noticed this. And there was that part of me inside that was like, okay, that's a little bit weird. Like, why are they doing that? You know, bird flu is a thing in the past. That's kind of where my mindset Mm -hmm. was. And when I first put on my mask, I was so self-conscious those first few days. And now... I'm looking and I'm like, oh, they were onto something. They were smarter than me the whole time. They knew that there's always this lingering potential of something like this happening. And if listen, if it, there is a potential for this happening always, and there there has been, and you know, a lot of people might not like hearing this, but there's also the potential for something else to happen in the future. This will not be the last viral pandemic. Like, I'm sorry to burst everyone's bubble. Also, we still have places like India and other parts of the country that are still being ravaged by COVID-19. I think it's important for everyone to remember, we're doing really, really, really well. But we are a resource-rich uh, country. Mm. Most people in the country want to be vaccinated, right? There are, a lot, there are individual places like Los Angeles where people are starting to very casually throw around the term herd immunity because we're reaching that 
potentially, we're getting close mm-hmm. to reaching that level where people have had enough vaccinations or people have natural immunity to this thing because they got sick with COVID earlier. That's not happening in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So this is why when it comes to travel with these, with these guidelines now from the CDC, they're still urging people, please mask. Please, you know, uh, if you're doing travel, it doesn't necessarily have to just be essential travel, but this is not when you're going to start doing your, like, trip around the world, right, your lifetime bucket list trip around the world. You're still going to wear your mask. You're still going to physically distance from folks, and you still need to have that test when you go abroad outside of U.S. uh, borders. When you come back in, you still need to have a negative test within three days um, of traveling back in. Well, Dr. James Simmons, we want to continue – having more conversations with you uh, in regards to how vaccines are messing up mammograms, oddly enough, and why men should be worried about their manhood if they get COVID. It's something to discuss coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What the Health with Dr. James Simmons. Uh, Some new news on the COVID front uh, regarding vaccines and women's health and, and health in general. Yeah, this is terrifying. So, you know, women have to go get pap smears and mammograms at at least once a year. But doctors are now fearing that COVID-19 vaccines are messing with mammograms. What do you say about that, Dr. James Simmons? Because I've been a little hesitant. I told you on this fertility journey, I was set to get Johnson & Johnson and then they got recalled and I got very nervous. But now I feel a little nervous again with the mammograms. Don't feel nervous. This is very, uh, this is sort of a categorically different issue at all. And I I think... It's really important for everyone to remember, of course, that when we talk about these things, all this new stuff that we're finding that COVID is influencing, they're not all the same. We, let's not all lump them in the same bucket of like, oh, my God, this is something that's scary. So what's going on is when you get a mammogram, we're looking for different things in the mammogram. Obviously, lumps, abnormal breast tissue. And one of the things we're also looking for are lymph nodes. And if those lymph nodes are inflamed or swollen or look really big, in particular, there, you have lymph nodes, and a lot of people don't know this, you have lymph nodes in your armpits. And so sometimes when you're sick or your immune system is reacting in a really big way, like right after you get a vaccine, your lymph nodes are going to swell up really big, and that's good. We want them to. That's part of your immune system. Well, what's happening is there are people with breasts who are going to get mammograms soon or soon-ish after getting a vaccine, and their lymph nodes are still very, very, very swollen. Well, so what the mammogram, you know, the people, individuals reading the mammograms are looking at are, okay, well, I have what probably looks like otherwise normal breast tissue, except I have really, really big lymph nodes in the armpits, you know, kind of that upper area of your, of your breast. Oh, my gosh. Does that big lymph node mean there's something going on from a cancer standpoint or abnormal tissue standpoint, or is this a reaction from the vaccine? So what it's causing is causing lots of people who get mammograms to have to go back and get repeat imaging or additional tests to to figure out which one it is. I will tell you that the percentages are very, very, very low for people who go back in and get additional testing and something pops up that is not related to the vaccine, right? Most of these people's inflamed lymph nodes are from the vaccine. I will tell you, Dr. James, my mother uh, had breast cancer a couple of years ago and 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 she's completely cancer-free now, thank God. But I, I learned all about mm-hmm. lymph nodes back then because they had to remove some of hers and it's very problematic. Um, but I'm so glad you cleared that up for us. It's interesting how the human mind can hear a thousand things that are positive 
but they hear one negative thing and they get really, really nervous. And I'm sure as a medical practitioner, that has to be really frustrating at times. Uh, but we appreciate that you, you clarify these things for us because I'm nervous right now. Here's why I'm nervous. Apparently, coronavirus can linger in the penis and cause long-term impotence. What? <laughs> yeah, this is pretty wild, isn't it? Now, I will say for those um, who, who, well, everyone who listens to the Morning Beat on Channel Q is very, very smart, right? But the, the folks out there who have good brains about this know that the numbers of individuals that we look at when we do any sort of research is really important. So I think it's before we even get to this, I want everyone to know that this was only studied in four people, okay? Wait, what? So four men. Uh, right. So, but it's interesting, and I think it's worthwhile talking. So I don't want everyone to get crazy and, and freak out too much, including <laughs> you, AJ. But what they, what they found, bottom line, was that covid Remnants of COVID-19, of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, were found in penile tissue. <sighs> there were two men <laughs> who went in to have surgery because there's some surgical things we can do for erectile dysfunction. When all other means have sort of been exhausted, there's some surgical things we can do. Well, they agreed to be a part of a study, and they said, okay, we're, you're going to do the surgery, which involves maybe a removal or adjustment of some penile tissue. We're going to take that tissue. We're going to study it in the lab, see if it had any SARS-CoV-2, any COVID-19 in it. Turns out it did. And two men who knew they had COVID earlier in the year, they both recovered from it and were doing fine. They also looked at two other men who tested negative and had no antibodies against COVID as a control. Those two men did clearly not have COVID in their penis. So what they found out was, okay, if you get COVID, remnants of that will remain in all parts of your body, including in your penis tissue. And these two men, interestingly, had no erectile dysfunction issues before they got COVID. Uh -oh. They had significant erectile dysfunction issues after having COVID. So did the COVID cause their erectile dysfunction issues? Uh, we can't say that there's a direct cause and effect. I do think it's very, very interesting, though, that these two men were both young. They had did not have erectile dysfunction issues before COVID. They had significant erectile dysfunction issues after COVID that required surgery, and they had evidence of COVID in their okay. penile tissue. Okay, Dr. James, before we let you go, two things. Okay. One, I'm wearing my mask for the rest of my life. Two, uh, a, very wise, <laughs> a very wise doctor once told me correlation does not equal causation. So maybe, yeah. maybe this, maybe it's, a, maybe who knows? I don't know. Thank you for that. I, I update, think though. I, I do think that this, this say, is really babe. interesting. I'm there sweating. Will be a lot more research about this. He I think literally does awesome. not know yeah. what to say. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Right <laughs> All right. Now. Well, Dr. James, we appreciate you joining us as always and talking with us. Uh, and we'll talk to you very soon. Have a great weekend. You got it. You too, y'all. All right. Well, coming up in What's Poppin', Laverne Cox uh, is back in the news after her voice uh, was dubbed by a male. Is this problematic? Some don't, think, don't seem to think so, but we discuss coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, at the top of the hour, we've got some major breaking news that we're getting information on right now that could put former President Trump behind bars. Uh, we're pulling that information. We're going to have all the details for you. News on the Beat. Michaela will have that for you momentarily. Right now, though, she does have another round of What's Poppin'. It's been a, sort of a roller coaster week for Laverne Cox. What's going on? Okay, so this is really interesting. Um, uh, Laverne Cox plays 
uh, a character in a new thriller, and her character's name is Gail, and it's not scheduled uh, to come out. I, I think uh, international. Yesterday yet. it came out internationally. Got it. Um, however, promising young woman is the, the Carrie Mulligan film. It was uh, nominated for some Oscars. It was fantastic. It's yeah, been released here in the deal. United States, but now internationally. Yes. Yep, and so. Uh, Italian fans particularly, but most fans, uh, took to social media immediately after watching it as they noticed that her voice was dubbed by a male character. Uh, and it was uh, voiced by an actor named Roberto Pedicini. Uh, but Italian viewers could not believe their ears immediately voicing their outrage. Uh, an Italian trans actor and voice actor said, I think this dubbing choice was a straight up a straight up act of violence. It's insulting. I'd feel bullied if I were Cox. Um, and many people feel that same way. And unfortunately, this is not the first time Italy's dubbing industry has failed Cox in the trans community. In Orange is the New Black, her character Sophia Brissett was voiced by a male dubber who also voiced her character in the Mindy Project and the short-lived drama Doubt. But Italy is actually very far from being the only country misgendering Cox on the dubbing stage. In Spain and Germany, a cis man was cast to voice Cox in Promising Young Women. Um, and people are very upset. However, there was a point that was made that I think we could just acknowledge. Uh, I, you know, I was talking to a couple of my trans girlfriends the other day. And they said, you know, you can never tell. Sometimes if the, the work is good, you can never tell. But you can tell in the voice. That's sometimes the giveaway. And the voice, unless you change it, you know. And so I'm wondering, this is a point that you made, but I sort of back you on, is... Is it just a tone thing? Yeah, if 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 we want to look at equality, we want to look at opportunities. Uh, is is it just is it necessarily bullying? I don't know what the answer is. Uh, you'd have to ask Laverne Cox how she feels about this because, you know, trans women oftentimes do have a specific type of voice that could be a little bit more raspy or a little more masculine than a cis woman. It's beautiful. It's unique. I yeah, love it. Love. But it is different. But then again, there are women uh, historically who also have that sort of raspy sort of voice. So then is the task to uh, find a matching gender or is it more important to find a voice uh, that is similar? Italy is problematic, though, for a lot of other reasons when it comes to films. Since 1930, they made it illegal uh, to even use any sort of foreign language in their films. So when it comes to dubbing, it comes to different languages. uh, They've had a bit of a troubled past uh, on this issue in particular. Uh, Like you said, Spain, Germany as well. So we'll see how this all plays out. Absolutely. Also, uh, Laverne Cox, major news uh, in Laverne Cox's world right now. She was also just announced on on the upside as the next uh, host replacing Juliana Rancic on E's Live from the Red Carpet, which is I know, huge. We love it. the first transgender person uh, to have that role. Major changes over you at E. You know what I will? They, I would like to say this, though. Maybe we could talk about it next week. I love the representation, and I think mm. it's phenomenal. But have we over... Not overused, but have we overcast Laverne Cox? Is it time well, to start that is a very good question. casting other trans people? Because I think we often fall into the trap of like, well, she's trans and, and, and she's, well, there's but one, she's been in everything. So we're going to give them all the opportunities. I bet Laverne Cox would have a really interesting take on that as well because Laverne Cox has said, and Billy Porter has Let even said. Let me tell you how many times I've slipped into her DMs. I, I've been trying she's to great. get her on the show. I've interviewed her a couple times. As she's gotten more famous, she's, it's gotten more difficult. But Billy Porter has said about Pose, he's like, listen, I'm glad you guys are giving me these awards and they're shine on the show. 
But it's time to give the awards to all of these different talented women, and there are many of them. Yeah, yeah, there are, and I think it's time to start casting other trans women as well. Mm. Uh, but we can talk about that um, next week. Now, coming up in the next hour, uh, we're talking. There's breaking news about Trump possibly finally going to prison. It could be that serious. We're also discussing Chrissy Teigen and her ruthless mm. cyberbullying. Problematic. Tweets have come out. I don't believe in cancel culture, but she might actually have to get canceled this time. We discuss in the next hour. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of news on the beat. Some major news coming out of Palm Beach, Florida, involving uh, prison bars and the former president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Kayla Gordon, what do you have? So law enforcement officials in Palm Beach County, Florida, have actively prepared for the possibility that Manhattan District Attorney uh, Cy Vance could indict former President Donald Trump while he's at Mar-a-Lago, according to two high-ranking county officials involved in planning sessions. Among the topics discussed in those meetings how to handle the thorny extradition issues that could arise if an indictment moves forward, an an obscure clause in Florida's statute on interstate extradition gives Governor Ron DeSantis the ability to intervene and even investigate whether an indicted person ought to be surrendered to law enforcement officials from another state, which means that as Mar-a-Lago prepares to close down for the season and Trump relocates to Bedminster, New Jersey, it isn't just the Florida heat he's leaving behind. He could lose a key piece of political protection. I'll tell you what, though, Ron DeSantis, he, uh, not breaking news, he made it legal that when you order food now, you can also order to-go alcoholic drinks. So he's won you over? Yes. <laughs> no, he's been making all these different rules, just putting all different kinds of things in place. Am I understanding correctly that he could even have a say as far as now uh, indicting Donald Trump? Yeah, no, what this means, though, is if... if the Southern District of New York wants to go after Trump, and they put out a warrant for him. Ron DeSantis, basically because of this clause, could protect him in the state of Florida. No way. And keep him there. The wrinkle, though, as you mentioned, is really interesting. The Mar-a-Lago is only open for a season, and it's not his full-time residence, technically. Uh, it's not even supposed to be a residence. Uh, many people in that area said, listen, we don't want him living here, period. Um, so now he's going to have to relocate to New Jersey, which is a more Democratic state. Yeah. Uh, could he be protected there? Not necessarily. Maybe he'll join the cast of Housewives of New Jersey. Maybe he could do that. He and Melania, Melania. would be great. Oh my God, that's actually a funny Loki, I feel like uh, Teresa Judice would be friends with Melania. Loki, I think so. Loki, <laughs> I think a lot of those people voted for Trump. I think maybe some of them. I, I think so. I can't More imagine, than you would think. I can't imagine Melissa Gorga, whatever. Now, well, Melissa Gorgon would never do any wrong. She's flawless. She's perfect. She low-key might not vote either, so. Yeah, she may just have decided not to vote altogether. Uh, all right. In other news, people in the U.S. who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 do not need to wear masks or practice social distancing indoors or outdoors, except in certain circumstances. According to new guidance from the CDC, this news is a game changer, and some states and businesses are already reconsidering their mask policies in response. However, experts say there's still a long road ahead for those who haven't been vaccinated and questions remain for people with compromised immune systems or households with unvaccinated children or other members. Meanwhile, the fate of the Tokyo Olympic Games is still in the air. A doctor's union in Japan has urged the government to cancel this summer's competitions, citing the country's low vaccination rate. Can I just go back a moment and tell you something about our show that just pleases me? Go off. I can't imagine another morning show anywhere in this country 
or you can pivot from the conversation about Donald J. Trump going to jail, the former president, and also somehow weave Teresa Judice and Melissa Gorga into the conversation effortlessly. I know, we're I mean, iconic. It's who we are here at the Morning Beat. We are iconic. Nowhere else will you get this conversation. Listen, I have quite the treat for my TikTok followers. You know this. I told you this idea, and you were all about it. AJ has this joke with me that all I need is one compliment. It usually comes from AJ or Lisa. She thinks she's famous forever. And then I'm like, on it. But I have quite the treat, and it does involve the housewives. It's coming soon to TikTok. And also your musical prowess. Yeah. Your vocal superiority. Uh, Okay, that's enough. Do you guys want to hear a tune? Okay, let's get into other. It's going to (laughs) be... It's a high of 100 in Cathedral City today, 86 in Sacramento, 72 in St. Louis, 72 in Baltimore, 72 in Seattle, 72 in Kansas. Oh, my God, it's 72 everywhere, but it is 99 in Vegas. Okay. And 70 in L.A. Let's meet in Las Vegas. I almost said meet me in St. Louis, but it's only 72 degrees there, no, so meet no me way. in Vegas. Vegas. It's hot. It's popping. It's going to be hot and popping all summer long because Vegas is back open for business, baby. And Channel Q wants to send you there. You and a friend, we're going to cover round-trip airfare for two, an epic two-night stay at the brand-new Resorts World Las Vegas. Woo! And because we're Channel Q, and this is how we do things here at Channel Q, we're going to throw in two VIP passes so that you and that friend can catch the DJ Tiesto do a set at the brand-new IU Day Club at Resorts World Las Vegas. This is an iconic giveaway. Head over to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to enter and win. You're running out of time. Don't waste any more You're running out of time. Now, before we let you go, uh, here is your vibe of the day. You ready for it, Michaela Gordon? Ready, babe. Mindset is what separates the best from the rest. Hey, now. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mindset. All right, you guys. Well, coming up, uh, this is big news. Chrissy Teigen has been in the headlines for quite a bit, but now she's in the headlines for cyberbullying and to the point where she wished somebody death has, uh, I don't believe in cancel culture, but I think she went a little too far. And we're going to discuss coming up next. Listen, neither of us here, Michaela and I, are not fans of cancel culture. No! And in recent months, I feel like the conservative right has used this sort of like culture wars. Oh, they've been doing it for a long time, but they've been and sort of almost turning cancel culture against progressives and saying that we just want to cancel everybody and that we're hypocrites and that we're, you know, we give somebody a pass, but not somebody else. Mm -hmm. Well, Chrissy Teigen, a darling of the liberal left progressives. We're all fans of her, generally speaking. She's a little problematic on social media. She's disappeared from Twitter a couple of times, then came back. Um, She gets into debates a lot on social media. Uh, If you're not familiar, she's a supermodel and the wife of John Legend. Yeah. Well, now brands are starting to step away from her uh, because uh, some screenshots have come out of her cyberbullying Courtney Stodden. Now, for those who don't fully understand, Michaela, who is Courtney Stodden? So this is really wild because I remember Courtney Stodden when she was just 16 years old. She was married to the guy from the Green Mile I'm so yeah. Well, I'm talking about in the past. So Courtney Stodden in the past uh, did not go by they them, which I will acknowledge. She went by she her. Mm -hmm. She was 16 years old, and she was married to the guy from the Green Mile. What was his name again? He was the um, the white actor Doug Hutchinson. Doug Hutchinson, and he was much older than she was. She was married at 16. Yes. Oh wow. So this all started. This was years ago. This was probably 15 years ago. when reality was really starting to heighten, uh, she was on a reality show with him, and people 
really were taking jabs at her. The story got really dark when rumors were that her mother actually was like having an affair with Doug. It was like very, very dysfunctional. Courtney's mother. Courtney's mother. Okay, no, just so we're to clarify, this was 2011, so about 10 years ago. Okay, 10 years ago. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so unfortunately, she uh, then decided to leave Doug Hutchinson and then she sort of got out of the spotlight. Now, she has reemerged on social media and she has decided to uh, to uh, be open about being non-binary and she now goes by they, them. Got it. So her preferred pronouns are they, them, and they are coming out with new music. Well, in this reemergence, she's talking a lot, I'm sorry, they're talking a lot about, uh, you know, just really problematic things and they say like the media was really mean to me when I was 16 and it I was a product of what I was coming from I don't know why I would be bullied then they go on to share tweets from Chrissy Teigen where Chrissy Teigen not only bullied her asking them asking them uh, uh, do you even have a family uh, you need a dirt nap. You're disgusting. Yeah. There's private DMs where Chrissy Teigen asks them to kill themselves and asks, why won't you just die? Now, I am not mm. okay with cancel culture. I hate cancel culture. However, if you have had it at any point in your body to wish death, not only on a person, but on a 16-year-old, there's no excuse. There's no apology. Also, it was said that Chrissy Teigen did not apologize, had ample, ample time to apologize, did not start apologizing until Target uh, removed her, I believe it's... Cravings, her, her cookbook? Her, yeah, her cookbook. Yeah. So now she's like, so sorry. Who would say to somebody, I can't wait for you to die? I, I don't know. Chrissy Teigen coming from such a place of privilege and such a, like, what, you're married to John Legend, which is still a strange relationship to me. I've never fully understood it because... Chrissy Teigen to me seems a little bit unhinged oftentimes and a little bit just off off the rails. And John Legend seems like the most steady, kind, loving, nurturing husband. Um, maybe that's why they work. I don't know. I, listen. I don't know. Listen, I was a big fan of Chrissy Teigen. I really liked her. I thought she was funny. I thought she was so beautiful. Um, I even took empathy on her when she was going through whatever addiction she was going through and has now apparently been sober. Um I just I have zero empathy for somebody that wishes death on a sixteen year old. Well, listen, I'm 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 okay giving her not a pass at all because when you're when you're bullying somebody to that point because there have been plenty of cases now that have been tried in the court of law where this sort of bullying that actually did lead to suicide, you know, the bullier goes to prison because it's punishable now, and there there there's been a precedent set by that in our judicial system. Uh, so had Courtney her there. Uh, outcome been different, Chrissy Teigen could well be in you know handcuffs behind bars right now. Now I'm okay with you know Chrissy Teigen says, listen, I'm so sorry I let you guys down. I will forever work on being better than I was ten years ago, one year ago, six months ago. I get that. That's fine. You can apologize and say you want to do better, but that doesn't mean that we should continue to elevate her and give her you know multi million dollar book deals and 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 private lines at Target and, and cookware. Like I, that doesn't mean she gets to have all of that. But I- I really want to explain this situation for people that don't understand. Courtney Stoddard, at the time went by she, her, was 16 years old, married to a 50-year-old. Yeah. She was being called a slut 
by Joy Behar, a whore by Courtney Love. She was being viciously attacked in the media. I was 16 when I was on American Idol, and I remember reading the message boards being compared to Carrie Underwood. It almost destroyed me, and it still has like the aftermath. And that was just of singing. Well, I think also like if she's if she at the time was 16, and listen, we're getting the pronouns wrong left and right. It's fine. Well, we're talking about they past. go by yeah, we're, past tense. They identified as she uh, as a 16 year old married to somebody in your 50s. Why? And it's Stoddard, by the way, not Stoddard. You said Stoddard. I keep saying Stoddard. I think you keep I'm thinking Ruben Stoddard. I do, I do, American I do, Idol. I do, I do. <laughs> um, but I think that why is the hatred thrown at her and not the 50-some-year-old male who but married a 16-year-old? But why wasn't Doug questioned? Why wasn't the exactly. mother questioned? And also, if you're Chrissy Teigen or Joy Behar or any of these other women, why are you attacking the woman? Why are you not reaching out to defend or protect a 16-year-old child she who's, was a child. Who's married to a 50-some-year-old. Why is that and the 16-year-old? he was a very famous actor, especially at that at point. At that time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's vile how they treated her. And I think that you cannot excuse the fact that she was a baby. And instead of Chrissy Teigen or anybody else asking if she needed help, if everything yeah. was okay, they ridiculed her, wished death on her, called her a whore on a very public form, uh... I think it's gross. Mm. I think it's rude. I think that that's so traumatic. And I think that as she got older, 17, 18, 19, she continued getting criticized for getting her breast implants, this and that. She was honestly just playing up to what everybody called her. Of course. It's making you money. It's getting you fame. It's the thing that you self-identify as because that's what people are telling you that you are. Yeah. I uh, For many years, I'm, I was a, a, a sassy, moderately, you know, sexually like active gay guy because that's what the world told me I was for so many years. Yeah. I didn't know that I could have a relationship and a marriage and a family and all these other things until I actually fought for it and, and changed the narrative. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, whether you're male, female, gay, straight, bi, non-binary, yeah. or whatever. I think so, too, but I, I'm not okay with that, and I feel really bad. All right, well, coming up, we're playing a little game that involves letters, not LGBTQ, but so much more coming up next. Tell me something good. It's that time again, one of my favorite times in our show where we get to end things on a high note with all sorts of positivity. Uh, so we're going to start this off with, and this is really cool, Pride is right around the corner. And I don't know, if, when you were a kid, did you ever play a game called Uno or Skipbo? Yeah. Okay, so I loved both of them. They're very similar, but I never really knew which one I loved more until this moment right now. Uno takes the cake. Because Uno is releasing a special... Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, I sure did. They're releasing a special edition <laughs> Pride deck in honor of Pride coming up next month. They're also partnering with the It Gets Better Project, which has been around for a decade now, if you can believe that. And they're making a $50,000 donation. Uh, this limited edition uh, set of uh, deck of cards, uh, these Uno cards, they're bright and vibrant and colorful, and they're only available at select Target stores and on Target.com. So, if you're a fan, this game costs $5.99. It's probably why I played it so much when I was growing up. I grew up in a single-parent household. We didn't have a lot of money. We played a lot of card games. Uh, Uno was absolutely one of my very favorite. So, if you want to support... Uh, it gets better. Go ahead and, and buy a pack or two uh, this Pride season. Uh, thank you to Mattel for uh, making this happen. It's pretty cool stuff. I, like I it. love that. Okay, well, listen, this is really good news. Now, we've had Carl Schmidt on this show. Uh, he's so wonderful. Um, he's in charge of Plus Life Media. Uh, and he just posted on his Instagram literally two, 22 minutes ago. And he said, dare to dream the American dream 
Absolutely. He has officially become a citizen of the United States of America. Yes. He said, I proudly became a citizen of the United States. And while the journey has certainly not been an easy one, I'm sure glad that I never threw in the towel and gave up. Um, He says that shows like the wonderful world of Disney on TV really inspired him to want to come to America. And he felt like that was such a dream to him uh, from visiting San Francisco to taking the road trip to Disneyland. He knew in his heart that he'd uh, work and live in America one day and he's done so and he's become quite the advocate and he has... uh, now officially become a citizen. We love that. Congratulations, Carl. Listen, this story is just coming out of the University of Oklahoma. Congrats, Carl, by the way. Uh, so the, the the students at the University of Oklahoma, and Oklahoma tends to get a bad rep. They're one of the most conservative states in the entire country. I have family there. Uh, there are many things about the state that are very, very problematic. But apparently the student body and faculty there um, have selected uh, their first uh, male, male, king and king, uh, uh, homecoming kings. They decided to this year get rid of like all sort of – they're going uh, traditional non-binary uh, based king and queen. They've gotten rid of it this year. So they selected Henry uh, and Norris. One of them is a straight white guy. The other one is a, a, a queer man of color. And they are the two homecoming kings for the University of Oklahoma this year, which is – that's progress. Yeah. And that just tells you like regardless of what it might seem like in this country sometimes in certain states, young people are changing. They're they changing, changing the world. And they even are. in a place like Oklahoma, these 19, 20, 21 year olds are saying, listen, we're tired of things the way they were. Like, we're going to change. And that's pretty awesome. So I love it. Kudos to the uh, the Sooners and the University of Oklahoma. Absolutely. Well, listen, thank you so much for listening to our show. As always, we hope you have an amazing weekend. We have a great show for you Monday. We're talking with our dear friend of Channel Q, Nina West. She has a big announcement, uh, and she will be speaking with us. Uh, we have our best of tomorrow. If you missed anything, as always, you can download our podcast at odyssey.com. Uh, but have a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.